Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. We're in a great series called Forever. We're talking about forever. We're talking about what happens beyond this life, forever, eternity. And, um, and so today, um, I had a message prepared actually a couple weeks ago for today, and the Lord just started speaking to you and took me in a completely different direction. And so uh, I'm gonna preach out of Daniel today. I'm gonna preach out of Daniel chapter three. Okay, so if you got a Bible, go with me to Daniel chapter three. If you don't, it's okay. We'll have it on the screen for you. Um, but we're gonna talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, whenever I read this story, it's like a instant, um, like I feel like it's like a back to the future moment where like I just like hop back in this car and I'm right back at like Sunday school. Who, who went to Sunday school growing up, okay, all right? And yes, felt boards. It would be a, it would be like a felt board, and you know, it'd be like a fire, and there'd be a little shit, and that's just where my mind goes. And uh, uh, but today we're gonna gain some truth and um, some wisdom from it. So come on, let's pray. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. How many of us know that we need the Holy Spirit? Okay, the Holy Spirit is the one that actually reveals truth. Okay, without the Holy Spirit, this is just a bunch of words. Without the Holy Spirit, this is just another day, okay? But with the Holy Spirit, he's the one that reveals, opens up our eyes, takes us out of darkness, takes us out of the muck and the mire, brings us to life in the Word of God, amen? So let's invite him, all right? Father, we love you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you that you said you would send the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to comfort us, to aid us. And now we ask that the Holy Spirit would fill this place with your presence, with your glory. We submit to you to hear from heaven, not earthly perspectives or thoughts, but heavenly thoughts today. Fill this place with your presence, we ask. We worship you, we honor you, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Get real loud for the worship team this morning. They'll be back up here at the end. Okay, Daniel chapter three. Go with me, Daniel chapter three, okay? I'm gonna show you biblically at the beginning of Daniel three everything that we experienced in 2020 through 2022. Do you know that there's nothing new under the sun? And if you know the Bible, the Bible can show you all truth and predict all things and show you patterns of how humanity always repeats itself, okay? So Daniel chapter three, verse one, King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue, 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. This is a big statue. This dude loves himself, okay? He is into himself. And he set it up in the plain in the providence of Babylon, okay? So right there, what will the enemy always do? The enemy will always create something for you to worship outside of Jesus or God, right? And, and listen, 
he'll do this in many different ways in many different forms. I know that a lot of us, when we look at that verse, we go, well, I'm not worshiping a golden statue. I'm not bowing down to some statue. But you could be bowing down in different areas of your life, worshiping things of this earth, worshiping pleasure over worshiping the Lord. Amen? Amen? I know it's hard to hear. It happens in my life, okay? I gotta correct things sometimes. Verse two, he sent a message to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, officials for the dedication of his statue. Okay, so why does the enemy, why does the king gather the officers and officials and governors and advisors and treasurers and judges and magistrates? Because here's what the enemy will always do. The enemy always wants one voice, one opinion, one truth, and one narrative. Did you see that? Is this ringing a bell? Is this reminding you of anything that we just went through? Listen, I, I said this a long time ago. As soon as we hit that season of 2020, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is this? He said, it's a precursor. It's a forerunner for what's gonna happen in the earth after the church is gone. Praise God, the church is gonna be gone, amen? Okay, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good thing, all right? But there'll be one voice, one opinion, one truth, and one narrative. The enemy always wants one thing. Verse four. Then, they, then a herald shouted, people of all races, nations, languages, listen to the king's commandment. How many remember this phrase, we're all in this together? I know, it's like PTSD. You're like, don't take me back. We're not going back, right? It was everywhere. We're all in this together. We're one world. Everybody, all languages, nations, races, we're all going through this. We're doing this together, right? It says this, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zeer, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. Anyone who refuses to obey. Oh, there's a great word right there. Anyone who refuses to obey will be immediately thrown into the blazing fire. How many remember? You'll lose your job. You can't travel, right? Banned from activities, must be vaccinated. And I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna get into that. That's your own thing with the Lord. But do you remember this? Okay, why am I showing you this? Because it's so important that you know the Bible, okay? It's so important that you know truth because if you don't know truth, you can very easily be deceived and tricked if you don't know truth. And the Bible will show you truth. It'll show you the patterns of man, okay? So it says, verse seven, so at the sound of musical instruments, all the people, whether the race or nation, language, bow to the ground and worship the golden statue. Okay, verse eight. Now, I'm gonna read a bunch of verses and then we'll, we'll jump into this. Verse eight. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed him about the Jews. Who are the Jews? The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? They said this, that the decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into the blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge in Babylon. So now these officials are like, hey, 
you put these Jews in charge in places of this area, and here's what they do. They pay no attention to you. They refuse to serve your gods. They do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Verse 19, or 14. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar said, is it true? Now he's, he's confronting the situation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's putting them on blast. Is it true, guys, that you refuse to serve my gods that I've set up? Okay. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They reply, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. I love this, okay? When, you ever read the Bible sometimes? You're like, man, that sounds sarcastic. Well, it is sarcastic, okay? This is a sarcastic moment. They say, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve, okay? They're making a statement right here. There's a difference between your God and my God. And the God that we serve, okay, he will save us, okay, from, uh, sorry, I lost my side. Why did I lose my side? All right, even if we're thrown into the furnace, the God whom we serve will save us. He will rescue us from your power, verse 18. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue that you've set up, okay? Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious that he commanded the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter than usual. Verse 22, because of the king's anger, he had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. Verse 24. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and said to his uh, advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. They replied, they're just such cronies. They're like, yes, your majesty, you know what I mean? Just little cronies, you know what I mean? Sorry, this is how I read the Bible, okay? I, there's like voices in my head. I know it's crazy, okay? I might need some meds, but that's for another day, another time. It says, look, Nebuchadnezzar, I see four men unbound, walking in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close to the flames, to the furnace, and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Isn't it funny how his voice changed? How his tone changed? His words changed? The Most High God, not my God, not me, the Most High God, come out here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of fire. And the officials, the officers, the governors, the advisors crowded around them to see if the fire had touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed. Their clothing was not scorched, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Can I get an amen from somebody, okay? Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He has sent his angels to rescue the servant. Who's the angel? It's really Jesus, okay? This is Jesus in the fire, okay? Let's make this clear. Jesus in the fire, whom they trusted. They defied I love this language. They defied the king's commandment and were what? They were willing to die. This is huge. They were willing to die for what they believed. 
rather than to worship any other God except for their own. Verse 29, therefore, make this decree. If any people, whether their race, nation, language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb to limb. This is gruesome, y'all, okay? This is crazy this. They said, we're gonna tear you limb to limb. There's a lot of ways to die. That is one way I do not wanna die, being torn limb to limb, okay? So they will be torn limb to limb and their house will be turned into a heap of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Okay, all right, point number one is this, forever. Forever will force you to take a stand for what you believe. Forever, forever, eternity, beyond this life, okay? Please, please remember this life, what the Bible says, it's a vapor, right? If you were up as early as I was this morning, you saw some fog, saw some haze, right? What happens? It disappears. The sun comes up, burns it away, and it's gone forever. I promise you, you're going to have to make a stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did for their forever, right? They were facing forever. They were facing a moment that they were going to be killed, that they were going to be destroyed, that they were gonna be thrown into a furnace. Not a way you wanna go, okay? But they chose to make a stand, and you and I are going to have to choose to put our faith into something. Okay, now listen, you can choose Jesus, and it's wonderful. I mean, he loves you so much. Jesus, the God of the universe, left his throne to become a man, to live a perfect, blameless life for you and I. He laid down his kingship because he loves you that much. He came with with his love. He sacrificed his body. He sacrificed himself to give you grace and to give you righteousness. And then he was resurrected back as King of kings and Lord of lords so that we could be resurrected with him. Now, you get the opportunity in this life to choose that kind of love and grace. And my hope and prayer is that you do. So you can put your faith in that, or you can say, no, I'm all good. I'll put my faith in myself. I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. Furthermore, I don't even believe that there is something beyond this life. I, 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 just, I just believe that it'll all be all good. Because isn't that what culture tells us? I mean, terrible people die all the time. And what, what do we say? Oh, rest in peace. R.I.P., right? <laughs> right? It's like, oh, man, they're in a better place. So you're telling me that regardless of what somebody does on this earth, good or bad or indifferent, they all go to a what? Better place? Which tells me this, too. If you believe that there is a better place, why don't you believe that there's a worse place? Right? If, if, there's a, if there's a heaven, why is there not a hell? If you have faith that there's heaven, then why would you not have faith that there's hell? Correct? If there's good, there has to be evil. Let's not be indifferent then. Correct? 
So what I'm saying today is that on this earth, you're gonna have to make a stand and you're going to have to choose about your forever. What do you have faith in? Because you're either gonna put your faith in Jesus because people that don't serve Jesus go, well, I don't have faith in anything. Yes, you do. You have faith that there is nothing on the other end. And I hope that you're right because I don't believe you're right. I'll just be honest. And here's the, here's the craziest thing is this. I always say this when I'm talking to people who are atheists. I always say this. If I'm wrong, who cares? If you're wrong, eternity is a long time to be wrong. Because you can't come back. You can't make a different decision. You made your decision, right? So for forever, you're going to have to make a stand. You're going to have to make a decision. Point number two is this. Faith that grows in hard times. Faith that grows in hard times. And I'm really, this is a point, I'm really talking to the church right now. I'm really talking to all of us that are believers, okay? And I really want to speak into this. It says in verse 16, they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the blazing fire, the God whom we serve will save us. He will rescue us from your power. But even if he doesn't, I love this language. I love this language. Right? Because what happens when God doesn't always move the way that you thought he was gonna move? Right? What happens when God doesn't show up the way that you intended and thought he was gonna show up? What if God has a different plan? What if God has a different way and he didn't show up that way? What are you gonna do? What's gonna happen to your faith? They said, listen, listen, we don't even care. Even if he doesn't show up, we want you to know, and we want to, I love it. I, I can just see it in my head like this. It's like they got their finger out, right? It's like I, I like the staff knows, like I have this look sometimes. I like I look like my eyebrows get real low, and I'll put my finger like this, and I'm like, even if he doesn't show up, I want to make it clear to you, you jabroni, okay? You know what I mean? Like that, that's what you're thinking. I want to make this so clear to you. I will never bow down to you in this statue. Right? Faith that grows in what? Hard times. Let me ask you a question. Does your faith grow or shrink in hard times? What happens when hard times come? What happens when the winds come and the rain comes and the storms come? I'm not praying that for you. I'm not wishing that for you. I'm not believing that for you. I'm actually praying and believing for the opposite for you. I pray for the church. I pray for you all the time. I'm praying for grace, blessing, God's goodness, his favor. But here's what I know. Storms will happen and storms will come. So what will happen? Does your faith shrink or does it grow when life is unfair? And... Hear my word there, life, not God. Life is just unfair sometimes. And it has, and I'm tired of God getting blamed for it when God has nothing to do with it. 
You're just dealing with life and you're dealing with, with hard and rude and nasty people or you're dealing with situations that you just don't have the wisdom to handle the moment. Life is hard sometimes when life doesn't make sense. Can I get a hand raising for people that go, yeah, sometimes life doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Sometimes life crumbles all around you. What happens? Does your faith increase or decrease? Well, what happens in these moments? Uh, um, there's a term in basketball. It's called catch a body, okay? And I, look, all right, so uh, yeah, look at this, okay? This poor man is going to his grave right now, okay? He is. Uh, Anthony Edwards has caught a body, put up that other picture, okay, okay? Uh, this is T-Mac, okay? Sean Bradley, his life was over after this moment. Like his career, everything, T-Mac caught a body. What does it mean to catch a body? It means this, that you get, you get to dunk on somebody and as you dunk on them, you catch their body, okay? And I'm, I know you're thinking like, where are we going with this right now? Like, what's happening? It's like this, it's like the devil has caught a body, and it's you. How many, how many of you, can we just have a real truthful moment? How many of you have ever felt like the devil caught a body and it was you, right? That you were on the other end of the dunk, right? You were on the other end where you felt like I'm losing and the devil is winning right now? Right? There's moments like this that we feel this way, that we go through hard times, that we have seasons that don't make sense. But let me help you today. I, I don't want to decrease your faith. I want to increase your faith. And let me increase your faith by this way. Listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego never gave up on God. They never gave up even to the moment that they were thrown into the furnace. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm gonna promise you this. There's gonna be moments in your life that you think the enemy's won. There's gonna be moments that the enemy thought he won. But if you'll just hold on and not give up and trust the Lord, the Lord will show up and remind the enemy that he is defeated and that Jesus has won and that you are victorious. Does your faith shrink or grow, I'm praying that it grows. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it grows. I'm hoping that as believers, believers, we go, you know what? Not gonna give up. Jesus never gave up on me. He, he went to the bitter end. He went to the cross for me. He took it all for me. I'm not gonna give up on him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Listen, I promise you, a couple weeks ago, I got dunked on. Like I got dunked on. This little 17-year-old brat at the Mason Community Center. He's not a brat, okay? He's a, he's a great kid. This dude dunked on me the other day. Do I give up? Did I walk off the court? Did I grab my ball and go, I'm done, go home? No, fight through. 
keep believing. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> Dave, you're such an encouragement. Point number three is, is this. It's trapped. It's trapped. Verse 25, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, okay? I see four men unbound. Why, why is this word unbound in there? Because the boys had been bound, right? They had been tied, securely tied. They were trapped. There was nowhere to go. They were trapped in this moment. He said, I see four men unbound, walking in the fire. And listen to this wording, unharmed. Unharmed. I'm gonna tell you something. There's been some moments in my life that as I was going through the moment, I thought it was harming me, but really it was helping me. Can I get an amen from anybody? And listen, it takes maturity to be able to say that. It takes maturity to be able to go, this is a difficult season, but here's what I know about God. God will use, he didn't bring this difficult season, but he'll use this difficult season to bring me into freedom, into victory, if I'll trust him in this season right now. Amen? And, and listen, it takes, listen, it takes some grit. I'm not gonna lie, it takes some grit. It takes some grit, and, and I'll be real honest with you. These are the moments where many, many believers tap out and go, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not serving the Lord anymore. I guess I'll just trust myself. This is where a lot of them tap out. And if they just knew, if they just knew the truth that if they would just hold on a little longer, they would see the glory of God. And it would strengthen them. This is what the Lord showed me. The enemy, just when the enemy thinks that he has him bound, trapped, and nowhere to go, right? The enemy loves this. He loves bringing you into a place that you feel what? Hopeless, right? Hopeless. Hopeless about your finances, hopeless about your marriage, hopeless about your job, hopeless about your future, hopeless about your home, hopeless about your car, hopeless. Because if he can get you into a hopeless state of thinking, he knows what? He will get you into negative mental thoughts consistently, right? And if you are thinking negatively all the time, you will never process things through the goodness of God right? It's like being blind. You're just kind of aimlessly walking through life, bumping into things. So the enemy thinks he has him bound, trapped, nowhere to go. But here's what I love. I love that Jesus meets them right in the middle. Because have you ever thought about this, okay? That God had a perfect timing, right? He had a perfect timing. Now, when I read this story, I think to myself, well, why wasn't God's perfect timing before they were thrown into the fire? Amen? Right? Like, when you're going through a hard time and then God shows up, there is a human part of you who are like, God, why didn't you just show up like two months ago? 
right? Like, God, where were you when I was like on the floor, like in the fetal position, crying, snotting, you know what I mean? Crying, like, God, where were you, right? God met them right in the middle of the fire, right in the middle of the moment that all hope was lost. But here's what I love. God chooses his timing, and his timing is never late. His timing. It's his timing. Why why is it his timing? Because he's trying to get you to learn how to trust him. Right? He's, He's working on you and I. He's trying to deliver us from fear and worry and anxiety. He's trying to get us to learn how to trust him through every season and moment of life. It's his timing. And here's what I saw. This was so cool. The Lord showed me this. Because it was his timing, even the knee of the king bowed to Jesus that day. See, see, we think when God is working a miracle that it's just for you, right? It's always about you. It's always about your thoughts and your mind and what your situation, what you're facing. And the Lord's going, no, no, no. This miracle is gonna bless you, but it's also gonna bless everybody around you. It's gonna touch everybody around you. Everybody around you is going to see and know that I am God, that I am king. I'm the deliverer. I'm the healer. I'm the restorer. I'm the one that brings these good things into your life. Listen, remember remember this, okay? The fear of the Lord. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. What is the fear of the Lord? It's the thing that you that you serve. Whatever you fear, you serve. Okay? I love their response, the boys' response. Their response was, we don't serve you. We don't serve you. We don't care what you have to say. We don't care about this massive, golden, 90-foot statue We don't care about the pressure, the peer pressure of everybody else who is bowing down. We don't care. Why? Because we don't fear you. See, listen, they didn't fear man because here's what they knew about man. Man can only take your life. (laughs) Oh, now we're going to get into something, right? He can only take your life. You're like, yeah, but I don't want to die. You know what I mean? I, I get that. I understand that. But how many of you know that you're going to die? Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to die, okay? Like, it's just going to happen. You're going to die, okay? I, I promise you, it's, it's, it's going to happen unless the rapture happens soon, and I'm believing that it's going to happen soon. You, you're going to die, okay? You're, you're going to die. So what is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying? We don't care. The worst you can do is take our lives, but you can't touch our spirit. Amen? They have full confidence and trust in the Lord, in the Lord only. Point number four, worship team, you guys can come on up. Point number four is this. Jesus loves showing up in the fire. Okay? If you're taking notes, write that down. Jesus loves showing up in the fire, right? Right in the midst of crazy, 
right in the midst of I don't understand, right in the midst of I don't get what's happening right now, right in the midst of everything that's going on in your life. He loves showing up right in the middle of the fire, okay? Here's what I know. He will always back your crazy faith. He will always back your crazy faith. As long, let me give you one condition. As long as it's for his glory and not yours. As long as it's for him and not your personal gain. He will always back crazy faith. Can I, can I give you some wisdom here? In human reasoning and understanding, what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did was so dumb. Right? Go back to 2020, 2021, 2022. Right? Human reasoning. I'll never forget the first week that we reopened because we reopened real quick, if you remember. And the, there was one reason why we reopened, okay? See, it's so funny. People always want to politicize stuff. It had nothing to do with political things. It had nothing to do with us, like, we're going to stick it to the man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's so wrapped up in all this junk, okay? I'll tell you why we reopened really quick. I think we were, I think maybe the second church, because I think Solid Rock never closed, but I think we were the second church in the entire city of Cincinnati to reopen. And I'll tell you why we reopened. Because for seven weeks, we gathered the staff and the elders in this room, and we prayed, and we sought the Lord. And we told the Lord, Lord, I don't want human reasoning. I don't want to fear anything I shouldn't fear. I don't want to have anxiety about anything we shouldn't have anxiety about. Lord, we want to do whatever's in your heart. For seven weeks in a row, seven weeks in a row, we kept hearing, reopen, 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 reopen. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. I am a God who restores. I'm a God who heals. I'm a God that you can trust. That's why we reopened. I remember getting emails, phone calls. What are you doing? What is wrong with you? You're making a huge mistake. But here's what I know. If you have the word of the Lord and crazy faith, God will always show up. If you have the word of the Lord and crazy faith, God will not fail. It's him. He can't fail. He's God. Either he is God and you can trust him with your entire life, your whole heart, or we, we shouldn't be here today. Right? We should, this is just a religious exercise. 
but we can trust him. He always shows up. When you have crazy faith, what is crazy faith? When the Lord asks you to do something that doesn't make sense? I promise you he's gonna do that. If, and, and let me make this clear too, if you're seeking him, if you're not seeking him, you'll never walk in faith because you'll never hear his voice. But if you're really seeking him, if you're really asking, Lord, what is your thoughts? What is your opinion about our home? What's your opinion about our life? What's your opinion about our future? What's your opinion on what we're handling right now and how we're stewarding it? What, God, what's your thoughts on our kids? What's your thoughts on our finances? God, what's your thoughts? I promise you he's gonna ask you to do some things that don't make sense. It's just how God works. Why? Because he's trying to teach you how to trust him. It's just part of the process. So sometimes you're gonna have crazy faith and you're, he's gonna ask you to do things that don't make sense. Sometimes he's gonna ask you to die to yourself when it hurts. He's gonna just say, hey, I need you to die to this attitude. I need you to die to this perspective. I need you to die to this. And you're like, oh, God, oh. That doesn't feel good. It's crazy faith. When you have crazy faith, it's the moments where you're like, I'll be obedient. I'll be obedient to what I see in this word. I'm not, I'm not gonna allow this word to just go in one ear and out the other. I'm not gonna allow the word to come into me and then the enemy come and steal it four hours from now. I'm not gonna allow the word of God to come into my life, but I love the world and the things of the world and the pleasures of the world more than I love God, and he's gonna steal it away. Amen? This is crazy faith. And when you and I have crazy faith, I promise you, God will show up and show out. He will show up and he will show out and then you will have a crazy story of how God delivered you. See, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego isn't for you. It's just to encourage you. It's not your story, but God has a story for you. God has moments for you that you're in the fire and God shows up and he rescues you and then you have a story. You go, I remember when God showed up in my marriage. I remember when God showed up in the hospital. I remember when God showed up when it didn't make sense. I remember when everything was falling apart. God showed up and it's my story. Nobody can take it from me. It's my truth. I've seen God firsthand. God loves faith. He rewards faith. Did you hear that? God rewards faith. You want to see God move in your life? You want to see God move in your family? You want to see God move in your marriage? You want to see God move in your life? Walk in faith. Walk in faith. His faith, not human reasoning and understanding. Can I get you help real quick? Come here. I got a challenge for you. You're a big, strong man, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're looking good, okay. I, I want you, 
I want you to hold this weight straight up, okay? No, with one hand. When, yeah, just, yeah, just as, and you just hold it while I, yeah, while I keep talking. <laughs> I can, ooh. Yeah, it's trembling, it's trembling, okay? Yeah, just keep, and if you gotta bring it down, you can bring it down and then put it back up, okay? All right, yeah, you can go back and forth, all right. Here, here. <laughs> this is hard, isn't it? Oh, I got this it. Is not, I mean, you're a strong dude. Yeah. Like, you could break me in half, strong dude, okay? Right? You just, keep, just keep trying. You can go up and down, okay? Okay? I, I, we'll get back to you, okay? I promise you. Here's what I love about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They never tried holding the weight of that moment. <laughs> They never tried holding it. Yeah, just keep trying. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't know if there is any more try. How many of you felt like this in life? When hard times come? You're, you're trying so hard. I mean, he look, he, I mean, he has tried over and over and over again. And it's just there comes a place where you're like, I, I can't try anymore. I, I love the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They never even tried. Did you hear their language? The God whom we serve will rescue us. We don't have to worry about anything. Here's what I love. Here, try again. Try again. I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right, right. Here's what I love. Okay. Oh, we're gonna try the other arm now. Is that how we're gonna do this? Did you did you ever realize this? They never tried to run. They never ran from the problem. Right. Come on, let's think about this. They built a 90-foot golden statue. At some point in time, they had to realize what was going on. It didn't happen overnight. They could have said, we're gonna run from this problem. Tomorrow night, we're gonna band together. We're out of here, right? They could have, right? Human reasoning, we're... I'm holding this weight and, and I'm gonna run and we're, we're gonna figure this out. Or, or they, could have, they could have tried to escape. They could have tried to make their own plan. But here's the deal. They never held the weight. Why? Because God never intended for them to hold the weight. And God never intends for you to hold the weight. The Lord comes and he goes, Give it to me. I'll help you. We'll do it together. Right? I never, I never intended for you to do this on your own. I never intended for you to go through that fire on your own. I never intended for you to go through that hard time on your own. I intended for us to do it together as you trust me. Let me help you hold the weight. Amen? Good job. <laughs> Come on, good job. He's like, I didn't come to church for a workout. Why don't you stand up with me? Here's what they understood. I'm gonna read a verse to you, okay? 
This should be your verse, okay? Write this verse, speak this verse, pray this verse, put it on the mirror, put it on the windows, remind yourself of this verse. This is what they understood. Zechariah chapter four, verse six. And the Lord answered me. This is the word of the Lord, okay? All right, look at your neighbor and say, this is the word of the Lord. This is God's word. This is God's truth. This is what our hope is in. This is the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is this. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So we're gonna say that with us, okay? Okay, one, two, three. Not by might, not by power, but, but my spirit, says the Lord, okay? Now we're actually gonna say it like we mean it, okay? Because that was weak, okay? That was like, not by my, right? Come on, here we go, ready? One, two, three. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. One more time, okay? One, two, three. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What is the Lord saying? It's not in your power. It's not in your strength. It's not in your human reasoning and wisdom. It's not in what you can do. It's solely in what I can do for you because I'm God. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I am the God that saves and restores. It's me. It's not you. Amen? Come on. Come on, I want you to throw your hands up. We're going to sing the bridge of this song. It's powerful. It's us saying to the Lord, Lord, it's not my might, it's not my strength, but it's you, it's you, it's your strength that I overcome. It's your, it's all you, and I put my hope and my trust in you and you alone. Come on, let's go.